0: the
1: potential podcast.
0: podcast reviewing the latest in movies tv series video games books and more this is potential picks
1: hello and welcome back to another edition of potential picks i am your host chris Dewar. And I'm joined by the zombie killer himself, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing the new zombie heist combo film, Army of the Dead. This was written by Joby Harold, Shay Hatton, and Zack Snyder, and directed by Zack Snyder himself. So, this was kind of interesting that has popped up in this timeline here. Uh, in theaters and select viewings, not a full release, uh, but mainly here on Netflix. So... Just about two months after the big release of the Snyder Cut, Mm -hmm. here we are with another film by Zack Snyder and this kind of interesting zombie heist film and a return to the zombie genre for Zack Snyder, who, of course, one of his earlier films, Mm -hmm. Dawn of the Dead, uh, a famous movie for him to have done. Um, But I actually, I've never seen Dawn of the Dead, Taylor. I distinctly remember trailers. I think Uh that movie came out must've been in high school or something. I remember trailers for it, but it's one that I have not seen, but I th- think you have
0: to, Well, yeah, to be fair, this actually fun fact, this is one of my first forays into the zombie movies. Mm-hmm. I was really scared. I was, you know, me, I'm not the horror person here. You, you <laughs> have, you've helped me dabble, uh, if you will, into the yes. genre. And I'm starting as I'm getting older uh, to liking more horror thrillers, but that was my first zombie film. I would say, cause it came out in 2004. I watched it in DVD maybe years later, and okay. so I was really excited about Army of the Dead with Zack Snyder because it's like he knows the zombie stuff. You know, he's really he he did, did a very good job, especially having seen the original Dawn of the Dead and seeing his version. It was pretty cool. So um, that's why I was super pumped for this take on the zombie apocalypse with Snyder.
1: Yeah, this it from, from, the, from the trailers kind of dropped. It looked very interesting. It looked very uh, you know, again, the mix of genres, you know, typically zombie movies are more just survival. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this looked like it was going to take a whole new spin with this idea of a group of mercenaries having to go in and collect money from a bank vault. Uh, but of course the big, bank- we're,
0: yeah. We're, we're actually going towards the zombies, not running away from yeah. them. <laughs> it's like oceans
1: 11, but set in uh, the main uh, zombie apocalypse being that Las Vegas has been kind of sanctioned off, uh, Where the big horde is and so uh before we go any further we are going to do some spoilers today so this is your spoiler warning oh
0: wow that was cool did you make that zombie news is that new is that zombie yeah it was it was
1: a zombie edition just for this um (laughs) but yeah we'll be talking a few spoilers here because you know the thing that snyder does really well whether you love or hate it what do you love his plot points uh don't like his writing whatever you might say The man knows how to do lore really well. Mm -hmm. He knows how to really do world building. And he keeps you excited for either potential future projects, whether it be prequel based or sequel based. And this was kind of one of those movies where I felt like, even though maybe I didn't super love this as a movie as a whole, uh, there was some things in here that made me excited for let's explore this more. And luckily Netflix is going to definitely capitalize on that. And we'll get to that a little later. But going off there, just kind of the, the main, as we, kind of we said the premise earlier, this movie kind of starts off, I thought it was really cool. I like this whole beginning sequence. This was kind of like the the horror, you know, how does the zombie apocalypse start? The thing, though, was this premise of how this kind of zombie, you know, main zombie, this alpha zombie, escapes this military, you know, group that are trying to bring it from what we think is Area 51. And we're kind of getting the, okay, maybe it's some alien situation that led to the zombie. The way that the zombie escapes has got to be one of the stupidest plot points. We have a couple that are coming from Vegas and uh, celebrating their recent marriage. You know, as many people do come to Vegas. Yeah. And the guys literally gain roadhead. And for some reason, this main, these main two military guys driving this truck, uh, they don't see them coming right at them. Because they're so busy talking of you're not gonna maybe say it, right? It could be yeah it, and but stuff. of course
0: you're on a dark desert highway, uh on bound for nowhere, um reference. But there's no lights, but you cannot see in your peripherals. And we guys, we know about peripherals. I'm yeah. not gonna explain that. But you can see lights on a dark highway. <laughs> so it that that already is ridiculous enough. It was just like- it was
1: just so ridiculous that this <laughs> this, you know, small kind of, you know, uh sedan car, whatever you might have called it at the time, just literally crashes right into this military truck explodes in the biggest fireball and then you know chaos ensues and then we get we get the release of this one individual zombie that is very tough uh can take bullets uh is very vicious and we get the sense that okay this is like our this is our main guy and we kind of we learn later that he's been dubbed zeus uh after um uh, you know of course the god that uh he sees in this kind of fun made up uh, hotel of Olympus in Vegas. So, mm-hmm. and the, you know, typical zombie situation where once he bites someone, they, they turn into a zombie quickly after. And I actually, I really love that shot though. Of kind of like him looking off at the skyline of Vegas and a couple of the dead soldiers, he's already turned. And it was like, all right, here we go. This is the movie. And, the credits were like fantastic this was like snyder getting to be full snyder a lot of slow-mo here this was his yeah this, this was this, his slow-mo moment it, well exactly
0: sure. i mean there was a little bit in the film but this is the this is the bulk of it and uh you got the music and it's just and actually after recording this i just came from vegas so it was kind of surreal and yeah, you were uh, just I, in vegas and so. i was watching this on the plane going over vegas so it was really really <laughs> surreal i'm like Oh my gosh but yeah they're just the you've got undead showgirls you've got an undead elvis you know it's mm-hmm. just it's got everything and it, it builds what happened with very different than any other zombie film we have where this is really a tight quarantine zone it's not overrun you know in the entire world you know it's just in like you said it's the horde is only in vegas uh which you know okay. now,
1: vegas mean by no means is is a small location no but it is true that it's kind of like unique in that it's not you know it's not the walking dead where it's like the whole country or you know we perceive the whole world's affected or world war z where it's like you know different countries are affected it's just in las vegas so nowhere else in the world so the rest of the world still operates you know safely because they've been able to you know confine them with these kind of shipping uh carrier you know crates mm-hmm. so that they're kind of all just stuck in vegas and they're not the type of a uh, zombies that like World War Z where they can like pile on each other and, and climb <laughs> and over make, a, stuff,
0: make an ant pyramid.
1: Which is terrifying. But a lot of the credits made me feel kind of a zombie land vibe. It had the you know these kind of funny slow-mo moments with a bit of the dark humor. And so I was expecting more of that in the film. And even like you know a lot of the promotional material. Like right now I'm looking at a poster for Army of the Dead because it's Vegas, it's got all these like neon bright symbols you know it's got like a neon skull it's, it's kind
0: of got like a little bit of uh Suisqu- suicide squad suicide squad vibes.
1: vibe and yet which yeah you could say that kind of as a plot point to this i kind of felt like overall this was a movie that combined elements of i would say something like a suicide squad uh definitely aliens mm-hmm. um just the zombie movie in general and then like oceans 11 it was kind of like he kind of combined all these into one movie uh, which then led to some things that definitely worked and some things that kind of fell flat. Mm-hmm. And I'll say just first off, the thing that fell flat for me is even though there's some characters in here that, you know, actors I recognize, such as like Dave Bautista, Oroki uh, Sonata, uh, you know, Tina Toro, lo- lovely comedian who's in here, even though there's actors and actresses I recognize, I did not care about one character in this. I couldn't, I, I had zero stake in like, whether someone lived or died.
0: And that's tough because in a zombie film, you want to feel for the characters. Like, I don't want that person to die. I don't get you know, like, okay, you get bit. So, and it's kind of sad that that happened because in the film, they really try to hit a lot of these emotional points where it wasn't really, it wasn't feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Like you you have this kind of this estranged father-daughter relationship with uh, Dave Batista's character. And um, you have, you know, some of these, these you know, relationships these familiar relationships but you know they're kind of shoehorning in some of these trying to like you know get the wireworks going but you're not even when they're like oh these shocking moments but they don't land like they should have especially like when one character confesses they love the other person oh well then they die but i don't even feel bad i'm like oh that was uh that was sad yeah <laughs> you know yeah, the
1: whole the whole plot point of uh yeah, we have we have Dave Batista as Scott Ward, and then <laughs>
0: does not look like a Scott.
1: <laughs> Ellie, yeah, never never cast him as a Scott. He yeah. should be like something else. Um, but Ella Purnell plays his daughter, Kate Ward. And we get we do get some flashbacks in this film. You kind of understand that uh, the early aspects of the of the pandemic of the zombie. And so at some point, his wife had turned. And so, as you would have to do in the situation is even if it's a loved one, that point they're not your loved one anymore they are a walking dead you know zombie so we see that he had to kill his wife and the daughter really can't forgive him for that and i just thought well that's stupid because she turned into a zombie he didn't just murder her yeah she was literally trying to
0: bat down the door to eat to you each yeah and <laughs> she's like your
1: life. i've never forgiven you and i'm like why like <laughs> it wasn't like she was like still your mom at that point she was not your mom she was yeah. a, a monster so that whole thing of like them to through line of this broken relationship just didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that, you know, it's, it's like, this is a group of mercenaries who even before the zombies, they were good at what they do. They're good at killing, hunting, whatever they need to do. Why is she coming along in this mission? It's like, that's another thing where it's like a typical horror movie. But there's always like some character that is there's not some really
0: idiot that runs off and yeah. then she gets all the people. It's like, well, great.
1: <laughs> now we got to go, you know, find her because something I think this movie did really well in the beginning uh, when they first, uh, you know, have to go into the barrier, which first off, let's just make that plot point right here. Another big, stupid moment. <laughs> Why is it that the U S has governed it, has like banned any kind of helicopter travel into it. So sort of like, you'll have to go in, but you can't go in via helicopter. Then you'll need to find a helicopter and get out. It's like, why, why that's such a like Vegas. Although yeah, there's zombies everywhere. There's still all the buildings. You easily could have like helicoptered in one of the buildings and then worked your way that way. It's so much, so much more dangerous to have to go the way they had to. But anyway, they wanted some cool, Oh, we're going in, you know, it's like the big, it has to be, it has to be. Park gates opening kind of situation, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Um, This is where the movie I thought did have a cool. uh, This is a difference that we have not seen in a lot of zombie stuff. The idea of like a hierarchy between the zombies, like these alphas and generals, and like the fact that that kind of was placed into the movie to it made it more of a threat. You know, there's tons of zombies that are just as we call shamblers. You're kind of just generic, uh, every run of the mill day. The classic, the
0: classic slow, slow zombie. Yeah.
1: But the fact that you had this alpha who really is, is super fast. And then he has like this queen who is very fast as well. And then we get, you know, like as we saw on the trailer, we get the awesome uh, tiger zombie, which uh, was all I thought of that was, I was like, well, who bit the tiger? Um, I mean, of course it could have been a situation where a bunch of zombies got into the pen and then, you know, the tiger was overrun, but uh, that was a cool kind of thing that there was this uh, beck and call and like there was an order system and that there was an intelligence to the zombies. They were just undead morons, which is how usually is the case. And I think that they did play into that aspect of, okay, is there some alien technology here that's going on with this? Because, or was it some experiment at air 51 where they took a man and somehow the zombie maybe was a blood thing or, or whatever, but there was still some intelligence to him because he really does act like a, a, a general for his army. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the whole title of army of the dead, it really is like they act like an army because they have these generals and captains and stuff. It's not just a massive. So that was, I thought a, was, was a, was was a cool, cool scene
0: when he's riding on that horse too, you know, yeah. and, uh, which is, yeah. So there's, there would, I think that was the the cool thing about it. There's a bit of an ambiguous nature to the film where, there's moments where they're taking out some of these zombies and then they have like glowing eyes or they're like short circuiting. So I'm like, wait, are these robots? What, what of course, but it's not talked about. It's just like, nobody looks at it. weird, no. like, Oh, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. There was a key scene in the casino where the one guy shot one of them. And you saw kind of a metal plating around the teeth and the eyes were like blue. And we saw a few of that throughout the movie, but again, yeah, it's not spoken of. So it's just like, what does it even mean? I mean, like, <laughs> like where are these robots? And like, what what the hell does that mean? And yeah, there's these kind of questions that are left. Like, well, how how did that even happen? And and just the fact that like this movie kind of gets to that point where, like, this is where I really felt it was like aliens. Is that even though you have this strong group of military people, they keep getting taken out because of dumb decisions. And and then of course the typical like. Okay, they have been told that the deal is go into this vault and you get the money, and you get to keep a big chunk of that money. Then we find out, of course, the real deal has nothing to do with the money. It's that they want to actually take one of the alpha heads so that maybe some way scientists can make their own zombie army. So the, of course, the typical, like we see this in every film of Alien. There's always the
0: megalomaniac who uh who in over his head and, you know, there's always a ruse. There's more to the story. And I,
1: I, you know, Garrett Dillahunt, who we, you know, we've seen a, tons of stuff. Uh, I thought he was perfectly cast for that role because he kind of felt like the kind of douchebag military guy. He's like, you know, all right, you guys are with me. And then we kind of found out what's really going on. And uh, you know, when you, whenever you have a character in a movie where their real intention is something that is so stupid because it's like clearly, That is going to be dark intentions. There's probably no way you can actually control a zombie army, et cetera, et cetera. They always get their up in the best way. And let me tell you, if there is a scene that is worth watching this movie alone for, it is his death scene when that zombie tiger mauls him to death. That was awesome. That was like... Very
0: reminiscent reminiscent of like the the drastic uh, world the, the the copy scenes you know the guy um mm-hmm. peter Stormare. but yeah i just love when he all of a sudden you see the the tiger coming the peripherals is like don't move maybe he can't see you and he just looks right at him, like and eh, i'm going nowhere but yep. it was yeah it was really that was a cool payoff
1: then there was other weird things like um for example uh i guess the zombies are having sex and they can make zombie babies
0: yeah what is going on with that where again if you watch which you have to watch dawn on the dead i'm not gonna really i know lie.
1: I, I i've heard that there's a okay, zombie yes. baby in yeah that. which is uh, which is pretty cool, which is but, cool so right? i think
0: snyder likes the zombie babies uh <laughs> but it was but, so weird looking because i mean it must
1: have been like maybe early early stages of pregnancy because it wasn't very big but it was so interesting that again this whole maybe blue uh blood situation like when zeus like took it out of the dead queen it was so small, and it was all blue, and then the oxygen Well, to hit, be fair,
0: our then... blood, until it's oxygenated, is blue. Did you know that, right?
1: I do know that, but it's just, it was just interesting that it was all blue. Like, well, I then again, thought... maybe
0: because it's alien. We, we don't know if it's an alien. We, yeah. We, yeah, so, but that was But, uh, but obviously,
1: it, w- it was dead, from what we understand. So, you know, that's why he was, like, really angry. You yeah. know, just, just a shout-out real quick to, uh, let's see if I say this right. Richard Cetrone and Athena Parample. They were the two actors that played Zeus and the queen uh, really awesome zombie work just in terms of, you know, only really screams and, and cries and cackles.
0: The makeup. No dialogue, the, yeah. Just the, the physicality. But that, very, that... uh, creepy. shout out to that. Shout it's out to eerie. that, especially the queen, um, you know, not having, um, you know, not being a, a ton of screen time, but I really mm-hmm. loved just, yeah, there was just some really, like I wanted to see more of behind the scenes with these zombies. That's how excited I was like seeing that
1: yeah so but you know it kind of it, it leads this this movie has a lot of these uh you know tight corner scenes where they're overrun and then of course dumb things where like they have to separate and you know that always just leads to people gonna die and and there is this kind of whole plot line with the vault itself that they're going to is um is some high tech crazy vault that has all these booby traps and they keep that was it was a little funny the whole like Sending zombies to test it out. And there was that one that it did make me laugh when um like the two doors <laughs> smushed it and then yeah. pulled apart and it was just like guts. I know um, and, he, and
0: he's like in the little uh German um you know safe crackers like if can yeah, you Dieter. this? Yeah, Dieter, which he, he I and one he was he- a good
1: character actor. I thought I thought, you know, I don't think I've seen him anything before, but I did like his character. He was kind of that fun, uh, you know, there's always that one that's a little more nerdy on the on the um on the venture, but it was like, well, why? Why is there all these steps to get in this vault? Like, doesn't the guy own the vault? So, like, shouldn't he build again in the vault if he wants? It, you know, stuff like that. And then the big threat of this, apart from the zombies, is that the U.S. government has decided to—they're going to they're gonna send a nuke to the area. So they're going to just eradicate the problem. So it's like you have till this time, or you're going to be nuked. And you know, of course, in typical zombie fashion, all hell breaks loose, and they—they don't—they just make it out in time. Uh But then, of course, it's like the helicopter comes to save them off the top of some building. But then, oh, guess who's there? And guess who jumps on the helicopter? <laughs> Zeus, you idiot! He's still he's still coming after. He's super. Here's sweet Zeusy <laughs> He's Zeus. Um. <laughs> uh. Would have been great if it was Rip Torn who, uh, you know, was still alive could do the voice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Hello, my boy. We you know the typical. Everything ends, and then he's uh. You know, Batista has killed him, but he's been bitten. So then he turns, so the daughter has to kill him. You know, a very usual trope we see at the end of movies. Um, But we did have this character of um, Vanderhoe, who, you know, kind of a military guy who... He survives the blast in the vault, but then walks out in the nuclear waste with no effect but it might be okay because he was bit. So I wonder if maybe the zombie infection was protecting him from the radiation, which is, that's a question mark right there. Yeah. But it definitely led off this whole, you know, oh, he he's on his way to Mexico City and he's definitely going to turn soon and maybe be a new alpha. So it's like, there's definitely room for a sequel uh, because there's still, you know, the potential of him turning And then that could mass effect. And who knows what that could cause, especially Mexico City being a very uh, popular area. But we do know that there's going to be these prequel stories, uh, which I think is pretty exciting, Taylor.
0: Yeah, we've got uh, the Army of Thieves, which is actually going to feature our character Dieter. So if you liked him, he's going to be back, which is kind of exciting there. Um, And then we also have an animated series entitled Army of the Dead Lost Vegas. Uh, all scheduled to be on netflix so that'll be interesting and i like the animated series idea because there's not a lot of um animated zombie um you know uh, no. work out there so that's kind of that's gonna be a little different so i mean i guess i'm 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 assuming snyder's gonna be heading those uh, ho- uh hopefully um but it's um, also cool
1: that a lot of the characters uh are gonna be coming back uh to voice characters and then we also get you know we're getting a huge um Group of uh not only some top-notch actors, but some some famous voice actors as well. So I'm I'm excited to see what they could do because there there is still that kind of mystery about uh who this zombie is in the first place. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. he's dead now, but you know the big you know mystery of okay, the US government was from Area 51, they had this payload. Obviously, shit hit the fan, and then we got the movie. But like, how did that happen? Where did it come from? And I wonder how much of this will, you know, because there was some elements in the movie of like the early break of the zombie. And we got some flashbacks with characters like going through and stuff before they kind of closed it off. So I'm sure there's a lot of stuff they could explore just from missions of, you know, seeing the zombie outbreak in the beginning. Um, But like I said, it's... It's like, I love the lore. I mm-hmm. love the, you know, Snyder's always good at his visual stuff. This movie looks very great. Um, a lot of great visual stuff. And even a fun fact, uh, Tignotoro, Toro, who's in this film, was fully filmed after filming was done.
0: Yes, yeah, she actually, uh, it, you'll see some of the interviews here. Um, David Pettis says he still has not met his co-star. Uh, yeah. And it, and they did a very good job. I mean, some parts you can kind of see, but it cost millions to get her in there which is crazy
1: because they had to they had to replace chris delia who uh, after you know a couple of not so good bits of news for him mm-hmm. uh was released from the film and so they had to quickly replace that character which is the helicopter pilot and they got tig to come on and do it and so she's added in the film completely digitally she filmed all stuff by herself with snyder and you know the film crew and honestly you can't tell it's like so flawless. I was really impressed with that.
0: The, to to think you can put a live action character into something mm-hmm. like that. It's just amazing technology. But it would have been interesting to see what the film might have been if she was there from the get go. Because I feel like with yeah. her comedy chops, there might have been a little more improv. And it might have been better. So I am intrigued to see what it'll be like for the animated series um, and even the prequel um, movie. Because, uh, again, it would be nice to see some of these characters again, you know, when the apocalypse was just happening. So it would be cool. Um but yeah I agree with him. And maybe a
1: maybe a sequel.
0: Like I said, they left. They should do a sequel.
1: They should call it Army of the Dead, but do it in in, um in Spanish. (laughs) Or just call (laughs) it a, you know, uh the day of the dead or something that'd be kind of cool too we get Dia de muerte. Yeah, that, yeah
0: that actually that actually be really cool and i know that like walking dead they've had a couple spinoffs and they've featured mm-hmm. the apocalypse in mexico so that'd be kind of cool to see but you know for the concept and you know i, I give a lot of props to the different you know style of a film where you know heist within a zombie apocalypse not having it the whole world or the whole country you know very different um and Again, great action sequences, especially towards the tail end of the film when the complete horde is coming after them. And there were some great scenes where they're having to sneak past uh, some zombies. But um, you know, there wasn't as, as good of humor as I was hoping. You know, a lot of silly you know plot decisions. But you know, who knows what's going to happen next? But was glad we got I also to check think this it,
1: out in yeah. typical Snyder fashion too. Uh, this movie was two and a half hours long. It could have been two hours. hours. It, it, yeah. it
0: could have been maybe an hour and 45, honestly. Honestly, know, pretty,
1: yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, it is, I think it was a good premise. I think it has a lot of good stuff to it, but there's some stuff that could have been cut down that would have uh, made it probably a little more enjoyable overall. But, you know, it was fun to check out uh, again in this time where we're, we're gaining still these big budget movies coming to streaming. So, it, you know, again, taking advantage. So uh, we look forward to seeing the future of this franchise and all that comes from it. But, Thanks for listening to our review on Army of the Dead, now streaming on Netflix or in theaters where you might find it. And that was this week's Potential Pick. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter
0: at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email. The Potential Podcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol.
1: Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.